Welcome to Toolbox Tuesday. Our tool today from God's Toolbox, the Bible, is Touch Not My Anointed. But it really has to do with rightly dividing the Word of God, or in other words, interpreting the Word correctly and truthfully. It has been said that even though the numbers don't lie, statistics can be manipulated to say anything we want them to say. Well, believe it or not, the Bible is used that way too. For years, slave owners used the words of Paul regarding slaves obeying their masters to justify their practice of slavery. Some religious groups have used scriptures in Leviticus to ban their members from having life-saving blood transfusions. And still others point to the scripture that says, Do not be unequally yoked to speak against biracial marriages. In order to delve more deeply into the misinterpretation of the word and to illustrate its seriousness, let's look at Psalm 105 verse 15. Many pastors, evangelists, faith healers, and others in ministry have used this scripture to shield themselves from any criticism or lack of support by their members and constituents. They oppress others by putting fear into people's hearts, saying that God has placed a special shield of protection around the man or woman of God And how dare you speak against him or her, even if you have proof of their evil or unbiblical practices, you must keep your mouth shut and take it. That verse, Psalm 105.15 says, Touch not thou my anointed, and do my prophets no harm. But hermeneutics, which is just a fancy way, of saying, delving into an understanding of God's Word, Hermeneutics says we must first understand what is going on in the context of any scripture at the time it was written before we can apply it to today. When we look at Psalm 105.15, it was God saying to the nations around Israel, that indeed Israel was his nation and that they were his anointed ones. He was saying that no one should touch them to harm them physically. And this was not just referring to the leaders of Israel, but all the people of Israel were not to be harmed from the greatest to the least. In fact, the whole psalm 105 is a history lesson reminding us of the eternal faithfulness of God. From his covenant with Abraham down to Isaac and Jacob to the time when his anointed ones went to Egypt by divine appointment where he had prepared Joseph to go before them and later Moses and Aaron to bring them out. Verse 15 comes at a point in the history lesson of this psalm where the Israelites 
his chosen people consisted of Abraham and Sarah and anyone else with them who had left their country and traveled to Canaan, where they were strangers, and God protected them, even from kings like Abimelech, who attempted to take Sarah as his wife, but God revealed to him in a dream that she was indeed Abraham's wife, not his sister. So the application of this psalm today involves all of us who are the descendants of the covenant of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob through Jesus. We are heirs to the promises of God, including the protection under verse 15. Do not touch my anointed ones and do my prophets no harm. Today, that speaks to any enemies of God's people who would attempt to bring physical harm on those who call Jesus Lord, all of us, from the least to the greatest. That's it. It is not a verse that should be used by ministers, evangelists, pastors, or faith healers to control and oppress people to bring fear on anyone who might question or disagree with their practices as it has come to be used today. It is not to be used to tell congregations that a bishop or a pastor or a clergy member cannot be removed by any process of men, no matter what he, had, what he does or has done. It does not mean that he is not to be subjected to discipline if he abuses people and situations. No, this is a wrong and dangerous interpretation of Psalm 105.15 or also 1 Corinthians 16 and 22, where it is also spoken in celebration of the Ark of the Covenant and God's protection over Israel. Some may point to 1 Samuel 24 and David's refusal to kill Saul, King Saul, God's anointed king, as proof of God's special protection of anointed leaders. But an examination of this was not that David could not call Saul out and oppose his actions, which he did on more than one occasion. But to kill Saul would be an overreach of his authority. If we encounter someone whose preaching and teaching is not scripturally sound, then we have a right to oppose them, but not with malicious intent or physical harm. However, it is dangerous to be on the wrong side of God's law. In 2 Kings chapter 2, verses 23 and 24, we see that 42 youth mocked Elisha with words that signified malicious intent to harm Elisha, and they were cursed and they died. God sent two bears as a judgment for their callous unbelief in God and their behavior towards Elisha.
So before you point fingers in judgment or scrutinize any man or woman of God, first, make sure you are disagreeing with something you know the person did or said wrong. Two, check it against scripture and pray for Holy Spirit guidance. And three, try everything in your power to follow the mandate of Matthew chapter 18, verses 15 through 17. There's a lot of mean-spirited rebukes on the internet, and I'm not sure God is in agreement with those tactics. Be careful how you judge others. Yours should be a discerning judgment, not a condemning judgment. This is the reason why it is so important that we know the word of truth for ourselves, that we become proficient at interpreting the word. Now, I know that we all aren't clergy leaders and we're not all going to attend seminary to unpack the Bible. But the truth is, we don't need that. What we really need is a robust intimate relationship with Christ. If we really love God and seek His face, we will want to pray and ask for guidance and teaching from His Holy Spirit. We will spend time reading and meditating on the Word, and we will have dialogue, not monologue, with God. That will lead us to truth. You may ask, Preacher, Why is truth so important? It is important because there is so much false teaching and false doctrine all around us, and it is easy to obtain. It is right at your fingertips, live and in person, on social media, YouTube channels, television, radio, the internet, and the like. So when you finish this podcast, take some time to examine these scriptures for yourself. Get in the habit of seeking the truth of the matter and not just accepting someone else's interpretation of it. First, go to 2 Peter chapter 2 to learn about false teaching and false prophets. Then go to Psalm 105, 1 Samuel 24, 1 Chronicles 16, and Matthew chapter 18, verses 15 through 17. May God bless your endeavors. Join us next week for another tool from God's Toolbox, the Bible.